50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Sophia with a PH. (laughs) It's so stupid. I've been wanting to do that joke for a long time. It's Sophia with an F. Thank you so much for joining. I am about to get into the episode. I just want to say a few things. First and foremost, my website, SophiaFranklin.com. Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y. You guys need to write in your questions, stories, any advice you want. You can write in and tell me to fuck off. You can write in and tell me what you ate for dinner, whatever you want. Go to my website and you will see the page there. You can also access my merchandise at SophiaFranklin.com, my podcast at SophiaFranklin.com, And if that's not enough Sophia for you, which it probably is, you can follow me on my socials, Sophia Franklin, Sophia and F. Franklin with a Y. Great. Let's get into the episode. Hi, everybody. I have my dearest and nearest and hottest friend here with me, Ali Asmar, you guys, fresh from San Diego. Hi, Ali. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. I told her she needed to enunciate in the microphone, and I think she's overdoing it a little bit now. I'm here, <laughs> and I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> You're doing an amazing job. Thank Better you. than me, actually. Every, I'm taking over. Every guest. This is my podcast, Hallie, without an E. <laughs> every guest I've had on tries to make me look bad and I'm done. I'm done. Um you guys Ali, she is here from San Diego. I flew this little bitch in. Lies. That's a lie. I fly for free. My dad's a pilot. Don't let this bitch fool you. I paid for the taxes. That's also a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I paid the $13 for tax fare. So, I will reimburse you on Venmo. Please. Okay. <laughs> Guys, Allie, if you heard my episode two or three weeks ago, I had John on. This just so happens to be his older sister. The best. I don't know who I like more. 
I think John, but if you perform well <laughs> right now, then maybe I'll second guess it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the fact. So um, the same way John has been a part of my family, so is Allie. Our mothers are best friends. And I cannot wait to do this fucking episode with you because we have so much history. Yeah, we do. So much. Before we get into the actual episode, I want to give them a little bit of an update on how we're feeling, how our lives are going. I want to start integrating this into every episode. A little update of my life every week. So why don't you go first? Okay. Well, I'm fucking freezing and it's (laughs) snowing outside. I hate it. I hate San Diego bitches. I really hate them. Every time I've met someone from San Diego, the number one thing they say is 70 degrees all year round. The whale's vagine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. 70 (laughs) degrees year round. I've never, ever, ever said that. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect weather in San Diego. Okay. Okay. Great. We I'm get done. It. Uh, my update. Actually, that's so interesting that you bring up the snow because my update has to do with weather. And it's not weather, it's natural disasters that ruin the world. You guys, I've had to hear about this situation for the last three hours. I would say six. Beyond. Yeah. Beyond. I know this sounds (laughs) off topic for the type of podcast I have, but please listen to me for two seconds. I'm going to break it down as quickly as possible. I watch a movie. Excuse me. I'm forced to watch a movie from John, your brother. Worst decision. Worst decision. But you applauded it. I did. The movie is called The Impossible. I don't want to give it a shout out because it fucked up my life, but also it was so incredible and that's why. It's about the Indian Ocean tsunami that happened in 2004. And the reason I know that is because after I watched the film, I went down a rabbit hole and I started researching tsunamis, this one in particular, and it fucked with my head and my life and I don't think I will ever be the same. I want to take your phone and Google is getting off of there. I almost posted a swipe up. I know. For tsunami safety precautions on my phone. Exactly. And John and I had to tell you. Take my phone. (laughs) I was like, this this makes no sense. But it made so much sense to me. I just don't think I ever realized what tsunamis were. Which is it's not like blows my fucking mind because we worked at a restaurant called Tsunami. Like, how do you not know what a tsunami is? I thought that was just the name of a restaurant. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm kidding. I knew that tsunamis existed. I thought that they were just kind of these waves that turn into floods that people can escape from. And the people that die are elderly people that can't make it fast enough. Okay, Sophia. Do I sound ignorant? I mean, a little bit. Well, I know I do, and that's why I researched it, and then my life was 
fucking fucked up. I am freaking the fuck out about tsunamis. We're done talking about it. That is just my mental state. I went into this recording. Ali, how many times did I try to like blow it off? The recording? Yes. It's been I'm tr- I'm supposed to leave here in like <laughs> 3 hours and you've been putting it off because you keep talking about fucking tsunamis. I'm like, can we get the party started? I don't know if I will ever go to a beach again. No, it's okay. It's fine. I'll let you have your moment. (sighs) Are you kidding? I'm going to do a full episode. Maybe upload on Patreon. (laughs) Just tsunamis. Just Sophia the weather girl. Yes. I will will literally get like two people that (laughs) fucking listen. I will not be listening to that. I know you won't, but honestly, anyone that has been affected by a tsunami, knows someone that was in a tsunami, please DM me. Please. I'm not kidding. I'm ready to talk about it in any way I can. Can we move on from tsunamis? I've been begging you to move on. I know. This is not the weather channel. Okay, the episode. Okay. Here we go. How long have we been friends? How long have we been friends or how long have we known each other? <laughs> Did you guys hear that shade? What do you mean by that? Hmm. Let <laughs> me just remind you. I just disliked you <laughs> a lot. So this is the thing. Allie and I went to high school together. John – and I went to high school together. Allie was a year older than me. John and I are best friends, okay? She's the older, cooler, hot girl that just treats us like shit. <laughs> Shut but- the fuck up. <laughs> I'm kidding. She didn't. But um, that was a dynamic. Why did you hate me? Well, I mean, you would come over to my place – Steal my bikinis, not steal them, maybe. <laughs> Klepto ass, but wear my bikinis and then just leave them all wet all over my bed. I'm like, who is this bitch? <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. If I had a younger brother, which I do. Yeah, but he's way younger. Way younger. But if we were like similar in age, And he would bring his friends over and they would go into my fucking closet and take my shit, wear it, and then leave it on my bed, sopping wet. Thank you. Wouldn't be a fan. No. Would not be a fan. Zero percent. At all. No. You obviously have forgiven me because now we're best friends. I mean, we are, but I still keep that in the back of my head. <laughs> wow. Every day goes by and I think wow. about those dripping suits. Get over it. I'm Okay, I'm done. I'm over it. Perfect. Okay. High school. Um, <laughs> high school. Oh, no. No. Ali Asmar, let me just put it into perspective. You watch movies about high school and there's always the hot girl. The girl that all of the guys are obsessed with cannot be touched. She is an angel. She is perfection. Everyone's obsessed with her. Okay. Sitting across from me, Ali Asmar, that was her. Okay. You know I fucking hate it when you say that shit because we (laughs) all know I peaked in high school. (laughs) (laughs) No, you fucking did not. Hey, 
Guys, no, she didn't. She's still beautiful, but back then, ooh. <laughs> okay, you really were the epitome of the hot, gorgeous, cool girl in high school. Shut the fuck so up. Hot. You were. You were that bitch. Just own it and let's move on. Deal. Great. You were like the fucking Regina George of school. Oh, great. But nicer. Without the mean streak. Okay. Yes, I will give you that. Thank you. Even though you just said you fucking hated me, so I don't know, but I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. You can look in the mirror and talk to yourself about that one. It helps me sleep at night. So when did we actually become friends then? So we started becoming friends when we worked together at Tsunami. <gasps> That's a trigger word for me. I, please I don't, it. please don't call it that okay. anymore. Okay, we're done. We'll call it. So it's like the sugar fish. <laughs> yes. Of Utah. It is. It is the sugar fish of Utah. Exactly. And we're just gonna fucking call it sugar fish. I don't want to call it tsunami. Right. Um. Yes. You worked there. I remember. And then I started working there a few months later. Right. And it was so fucking boring when I first started working there. Okay. And then you walked in, oh. got this job, and I was like, you know what? I'm five <laughs> seconds from being out. <laughs> You're like, I'm quitting. <laughs> like, if this job couldn't get any worse, I'm getting paid fourteen dollars an hour. <laughs> I'm a college student, and now she's here, I'm out. I feel like (laughs) such a little stalker. (laughs) I end up getting a job where you work. I'm like, hi, Allie, you're training me today. Like, please, please get me out of here. Okay, well, then something happened, obviously, because we got super close. Yeah, we bonded over sake. (laughs) The hot sake. Let's just quickly tell them about the hot sake. Pretty much what it was. I'm not going to tell you what hot sake is, you know. Actually, maybe you don't know. Quick side note, quick tangent. Hot sake is really good quality sake that has gone bad and they just boil it up. So just so you fucking know. So it's not good. So ladies, if you want a date and he says, let's get the hot sake... Just know what you're in for. Yeah. The hot sake machine is pretty much just molded up hot liquor (laughs) in a machine. Yes. So the hot sake machine. Allie and I, we decided that we both liked alcohol and that brought us closer together. Allie was the lookout. I was the actual criminal that would go in and I would go to the hot sake machine and I would fill up as many glasses as I could until Allie would say the code word, which was... I'm pretty sure. What what was it like Nicolas Cage? I'm pretty sure that was the code word. Shut the fuck I up. I swear to God. I don't even remember, but that would be yeah, I was the like, one we used. I was like, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he, he's coming. <laughs> So pretty much anytime our manager was walking by, she would say Nicolas Cage apparently, (laughs) and then I would run. The thing is about the hot sake is we did not put it in the glassware, in the nice crystal, you could say. Right. It was in the plastic cup. Right. Because the crystal or whatever is for 
alcohol and we didn't want them to know what we were up to. We were like fucking taking them off our track. Yeah. And we put it in the plastic soda cups. We thought we were being so sneaky. So sneaky. So sneaky. The issue was we didn't realize just how see-through. And our manager would walk by and he would see us both with our soda cups boiling. Hot as fuck. Steaming. Sprite. (laughs) What is that in your drink? Um, Just hot Sprite? We tried to tell him it was hot Sprite. We really (laughs) tried to say that. I know. Like, we sound so – he did not believe us one bit. Not even for two seconds. I think we ended up saying it was green tea. He still didn't fucking believe it. And, um, you know, it wasn't the hot sake that gave it away. It was something else. Oh, was it? Yeah. There's a couple stories that I think we should tell them quickly. Yeah. We were not their number one employees. In fact, we were – I I don't know why we lasted as long as we did, honestly. There was one night that I remember customers came up to us Mm -hmm. wanting a table, like this family. Yes. A table. And they were like, oh, can we get a table of four? And you're like, yeah, your table's over there with your arm extended (laughs) and you just pointed to it. Didn't even bring them. I'm pretty sure you handed them the menu so that they could sit themselves. I didn't even give them menu. Dude. That was part of the story. Oh, my God. As a hostess. I probably brought the fucking menu. You probably did. Guys, just to give you a little bit of background, as a hostess, you were supposed to get the menus and personally walk the patrons to the table. Okay. In any restaurant. I don't care if it's Tsunami or Sugarfish or Lakai, Ruth Chris, whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Cheesecake Factory, Chili's, <laughs> Chuck Rama, Sizzler. Okay. <laughs> We're done. Any fucking restaurant. The hostess should grab the menus and take the customers to the table. Mm-mm-mm. Not that night. Mm-hmm. That night, I decided to stick my arm out and put my pointer finger out, and I let them know, probably slurring, your table is over there. No menus, no further direction, no clarification. It was like, you figure it out, people, because I'm drunk, <laughs> all right? I can't be bothered. I'm drunk on the job like you've never been there. (laughs) We were fucking so bad. But so were you. Me? No. I'm going to quickly say this and don't stop me. We can cut it out if you want, but here we go. Oh, God. No. There was a night that Allie was working and she was borderline blackout. I don't think this was me. I promise it was you. Okay. I promise. (laughs) Allie got sick because she consumed too much alcohol, which sounds normal until you're talking about being at work on the job getting paid. (laughs) That's when it's no longer normal. Allie goes into a bathroom. Okay? Okay. A customer 
goes into the bathroom, leaves, and then comes up to me. And I was standing next to the manager and the lady says, there is a girl throwing up in the sink right now. And I think she works here. It was you. Okay. The fact though, I don't remember this happening. So I'm going to say it wasn't me. I promise it was you because I swear to God, I went to the bathroom to find you and you had a little tiny bit of throw up on your shirt and you were like, I don't feel good. I want to go home. And I'm like, you have three hours left on your ship. What is going on? Have you ever heard of the flu? (laughs) Basically, we were... The worst at Tsunami. I do want to recommend anyone that's like getting out of college or not even going to college, but you're younger. Work at a restaurant. That shit is fun. It's so fun. Everyone there is like down to rage. I recommend restaurant life is the best life. 100%. Or cocktail waitress, anything anything in that type of like industry. So fun. So fun. Wow. We give really great advice. We do. We really do. I... Would recommend to people, especially either in college or graduating college or neither of those things, and you're just younger and you don't know what you want to do with your life, get a job at a restaurant. Yes. 100%. Yes. I had all types of fucking jobs. Yeah. Tsunami got fired. Well, that's the start of it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we go down the list. <laughs> I worked at a uh, Mexican grocery store as a cashier. Fired. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the other places I got fired. I don't – oh, there was a – like a calling. Oh, the call center. Oh, my God. Do not work at the call center. Oh, I remember that. That's what I'm going to say, <laughs> yes. guys. Work at a restaurant. Work at – at a bar, work as a stripper, work as anything but working at a call center. I promise a lot of people don't make it out alive. (laughs) I wanted to actually die. But um, I think this is actually a really good conversation because I think I remember when I got fired, I felt like a complete failure. And then when it happened a few more times, there were a few more restaurants where that happened. uh, It doesn't feel good and look at me now I would say I'm doing pretty well you're doing all right for yourself I think so I would say so you know it's it's just a really wild time being in your 20s I mean I'm still in it but you know 18 to 26 or maybe even younger you just feel lost as fuck so You're, lost. Yes. Yeah. And you know that better than anyone. Oh, do I? Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Okay. Well, let's just say our lives were definitely in dismay mm. at this point. You got fired from the job mm-hmm. at Tsunami. Yep. And at this point, my family decides to let me know <laughs> they want to move to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And my brother is in L.A. in college. Uh-huh. So they pretty much tell me, you can stay here. By yourself. By myself yes. in Utah. hmm Or you can come with us to San Diego. Yeah. So I had, <laughs> I had to essentially decide what I wanted to do with my life. Right. 
And I was like, what, 21? 20, 21? Yeah. Done with college? Yeah. I had this whole life planned out for myself. Yes, I know. Yeah. I thought I was going to get married at 23. Mm -hmm. I was going to be with my boyfriend. Then he was going to be my husband. Yep. Nope. Little me know. <laughs> well, I'm looking at you right now and that did not fucking happen. Nope. <laughs> but you – yeah, you had that whole plan. Right. And it's just kind of interesting because anytime I think about people moving somewhere, um, you know, at least when they're younger, it's on their own accord. This was the type of thing where your family and your brother pretty uh, essentially said, bye. Exactly. Because when you're in college and you're moving away, mm-hmm. you're going to be with people that are going to be your own age. Right. Right? Every, everyone is going to that place for the same purpose. Exactly. Yes. But here I am, 21, mm-hmm. my family decides to… Up and leave. Exactly. And I feel like I'm just getting hijacked. My whole entire <laughs> life is just up and lifted. <laughs> Like, what You're am like, I doing? I guess I don't control my life anymore. Exactly. And during that time, I am getting fired from jobs left and right. And when I try to apply for a job, I can't fucking get one. Because just another little side note, every single place you apply to need 10 years of experience. Oh, which is fucking bullshit, by the way. When you graduate college… You don't usually have 10 years of experience. Exactly. Yes. Yes, company. I am 21 years old and I actually started working at Goldman Sachs when I was 11. There's the experience. (laughs) There we fucking go. It is the most frustrating shit. So anyways, Al, we both feel very lost and we got extremely close because of that. Right. And we just took the opportunity to be disgusting club rat party girls that would travel back and forth from Utah. You and I would live at my house. San Diego, you and I would live with your parents. And then John to visit him in college. In L.A. In L.A. And we did that for a minute. And people are probably like, how the fuck could you afford that if you don't have a job? Let me remind mm. you, buddy passes. Yep. Allie, she hooked it up. Hi. Yes. So we did that for a second. And uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. You and I are laying in my bed. Hungover as fuck. I didn't know what life was not being hungover. Exactly. I, every single day. I for at least over. a year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't know what it felt like to feel good when you wake up in the morning. And that's kind of fucked up. It, it really is. Guys, I actually drink somewhat professionally now. Professional? Okay. A Professional, what? Responsibly, that's maybe. The last thing I be <laughs> Professional drinker over here. <laughs> Excuse me. Responsible. Mm-hmm. We're laying in my bed. Your mom and my mom come into the room, which I guess I should mention, they are best friends. Which is also scary. Which is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into it, but let's just say sometimes Allie and I are the moms. The parents. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But they are very close and they have a lot of fun. Yes. So they walk in and I don't know if it was your mom or my mom, but what did they say? 
they were practically in tears. <laughs> and they were like, you guys need to get jobs. And I'm pretty sure we looked at them and were like, what? <laughs> a job? And they're like, either get a job or go to rehab. And you know what? <sighs> I chose to get a job. And I look back at that every day and I'm like, I should have picked rehab. <laughs> so, dude, it sounds like a fucking oasis. Painting class, therapy. <laughs> you could probably do some, I don't know, laying out by the pool. You relax and work on yourself exactly. for however long. Hello. <laughs> I know this is really fucked up to say, but goddamn, we should have taken them up on their offer. Exactly. Rehab. Here we are now. We got jobs, wow. unfortunately. We, f- we fucked up. We really we did. really fucked up. So you and I decide to get a job. That doesn't mean we got one immediately, but we told our moms, yes, mom, I'm going to get a job. Probably took like another year before we actually got one. We probably just said it to just get them off the case. Exactly. Tell people what they want to hear and then do whatever you want to do. Paris Hilton, you're welcome. <laughs> So you do, though, however, finally decide to make the actual move to San Diego. Right. You're like, I'm going to actually pack up my belongings and start a home there. Right. Because I was living like a gypsy. But right now, I guess I have to move in with my parents in the middle of nowhere, Yeah, San Diego. Right. Bumfuck nowhere, San Diego. Not San Diego downtown. Mm -mm. This is like an hour away from the city. Mm -hmm. I'm talking retirement center. (laughs) (laughs) The nearest club. Um, I have never heard of her. What is (laughs) – There were no clubs. No. Where you live. No, to say the least. I can attest to that because I also, while Allie was getting a job, I wasn't at that level yet. And so I would fly there and stay with her. There wasn't shit to do. Nothing. Nothing. Which brings up a really interesting topic is moving to a new fucking city. It's so hard. It is so hard. I can't even explain it. Like, it's so lonely. Mm-hmm. I was so depressed. Yeah. I had no one there with me. Everything you've ever known and anything that, you know, is like your comfort spot, it's all gone. Completely. I didn't even know what was around me, my surroundings, mm-hmm. let alone my GPS wasn't working because I was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but I had no friends around me. Okay, that's something we should bring up is when you moved and also when I moved, which was years later, but we both made a huge move, we knew no one. I moved to New York, I think, when I was 24, 25. Yeah, I think around that age. Around that age. And uh, it's kind of a funny story I can talk about one day, but pretty much I – made the decision, and I was living there within three weeks. I knew no one. I lived in a studio apartment, and it was fucking hard. I remember that. I remember you calling me in tears Mm -hmm. just wanting to go home. Mm -hmm. And I kept on having to tell you, Sophia, stick it out. Trust me on this. You need to stay at least a year or more. You got this. 
You were that bitch. I was that bitch. I kind of forgot you were literally the one that I would talk to for hours. Yes. And you were the one that said, just keep going, stick it out. You need to do this. You will end up loving it. Right. Because I had just gone through it a few years before. Exactly. Yeah. And I just knew that it gets better. Right. Wow. I know. I'm crying. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty powerful shit. Because I wanted to go the fuck home and I would call my mom and my mom obviously is horrified that her daughter is living in New York. You have to understand New York is a six-hour or five-hour flight from Utah. If something bad happens to me, she can't come get me. Um, I would get lost for three hours a day. You're in a completely new world New York is just so it's it's a different beast and I think coming from Utah specifically the culture shock was a culture shock huge for sure yeah which I have I've traveled I've done a lot of traveling as have you mm-hmm. um my family is you know not from the US but that was quite the fucking culture shock let's just put it that way I didn't have a lot of money, so I would try to use the subway, and I swear to God, I would end up in fucking New Jersey and the Bronx, like, (laughs) multiple times a week. (laughs) Dude, I would have to go to work, and I would just plan a three-hour commute, because I'm like, I know I'm going to get lost, and I know I'm going to, like, go fucking do this scenic view around (laughs) York. It was so bad. So I was fucking depressed, you guys. Like I've said 700 times now, I had no friends and I had to get scrappy in the way that I made friends. I remember one night in particular, it was my birthday. I was going to be completely alone. And I just remember thinking to myself, Sophia, if you sit here in the studio apartment by yourself celebrating your birthday by yourself you're going to you're going to spiral and you might end up in <laughs> rehab or like a psych ward so this i think you know people will find this very interesting considering i have a podcast during this time i would listen to podcasts all day long i remember that yeah Because there's something about listening to a podcast where you really connect to someone and it really makes you feel less lonely. Right. Yeah. You're with people talking. Right. Right? You're not, but you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Conversation. It's a very personal experience. And I used to listen to this podcast. It was my favorite podcast. And I felt a sense of community. And I joined the Facebook page. And I feel so stupid and like a loser saying this right now. Or you know what? I did at the time. I was embarrassed to do this at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like reaching out to randoms from like a podcast. Like what the fuck? And now looking back, I'm so happy I did that because I go on the Facebook group page with all of the listeners And they were called kittens. 
and I make a post and I say, I just moved to New York. I'm going to be alone for my birthday. I know this sounds creepy. If anyone is in town and would like to join me, please let me know. Shut the fuck up. You did that? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yes, I did that. I would never. I'm actually (laughs) fucking so proud of you. (laughs) I thought you were being like bitchy. No, I'm just saying. Like, good for you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Because what ended up happening is this girl named Katie. I will forever be grateful to her. She commented back and she said, I live in blah, blah, blah in New York. Let's meet up for your fucking birthday. Let's do it. And I remember texting her and being like, are you a real person? Are you sure? Is this real? And she said, yeah, 100%. I go meet up with her. We have the best fucking night ever she gets me like a little cupcake with a candle to sing me happy birthday she picks up the check for all of the drinks we had what i'm gonna like cry wow it was so cute That's so cute but also it's my fucking birthday and you yeah pick up the bill seriously i'm fucking <laughs> kidding <laughs> she didn't owe me shit um we spend the night together and yeah, it's just a crazy story. But I guess the point is some those are the types of things you have to do Wait, sometimes. You know what I'm just realizing though? Hmm. Now that you're on a podcast, what if you are the link to other friendships? That's what I Yes. What? Why am I just thinking about that? I'm gonna create I've I've thought about this before. I didn't make the connection with Katie that I had the birthday with. Yeah. Some type of discussion board. Maybe I'll do a Facebook page. Oh, my God. Wait, that's amazing. It's so amazing because look what it did. Exactly. Like, you made a friend. Yes. There has to be a community, obviously. Like- 100%. And you all – are going to relate in some fashion. You all love the same podcast, you know? Wow. Wow. Guys, it will be coming soon. That, what a 180. Full circle. Wow. Actually a 180. Is it 360? <laughs> We're just spinning around. <laughs> it's a 180 twice. Okay? Please. How did you start making friends? Well, I got a job at Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. And essentially, I wanted to get a job where there were going to be people my age. That's really smart. Right? So, and, and probably mostly women your age. Exactly. So I did exactly that. And those girls that I became friends with are my best friends to this day. And you even know them. They're my fucking friends too. I know. So it's just – that's the only advice I have for anyone that is just lost. They feel like they don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. It's just also a weird time to be making new friends. How to meet people when you're out of college. It is weird. It is such a weird time mm-hmm. and just lonely. But find a job where there's going to be people your age. Yep. And write it out. Honestly, because you guys are working at this place. I worked at Norsham. I liked fashion. So 
I mean, Ollie's really, really good at that, by the way. You. Thank you. But, um, yeah, so, you know, if you find someone that has the same, like, similar interests, then, right. you know, get a job in that. And I'm sure once you made friends with the girls you worked with and they introduced you to their friends and then you yeah. started to integrate exactly. into the community. Yeah, all the links. So pretty much work at Nordstrom or – join a podcast discussion board slash Facebook page and reach out. But be Mm -hmm. safe. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place or treadmill for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm -mm, mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now... I'll let y'all know when Sleuth's giving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Okay. Okie dokie, artichokey. 
I was just thinking another thing that we had going on at the exact same time when we were moving is we had just gotten out of a breakup. Right. Really bad breakups. Really bad ones, which also just fucking amplifies the intensity of a move. When I went through my breakup that was horrifying, I found myself living in New York three weeks after. That's how quickly I got my shit together and bounced. And I remember I talked to him way down the line and he was like, it was the craziest shit because we had a horrible fight and a horrible breakup. And, you know, I secretly thought maybe we would be getting back together. And then a few weeks from then, one of my friends said that they saw on your Instagram that you were straight up living in New York City. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) I am the ghost of the century, and I'm gone. That's, like, pretty yeah, badass. Yes, it really is. It is. Talk about ghosting. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Ladies, that's that's the move. That's really the move. Yeah, breakups are the fucking worst. I would love to talk about them, but that is, like, requires an entire episode. <gasps> Maybe I should. You really should. I – Absolutely should. Uh, the breakup Bible Ooh. type shit. Yes. I don't know. Maybe next episode. We'll see. But I mean, I have so much shit to say about breakups. Oh, do you? <laughs> do you? Oh, I definitely do. That's for sure. Ali, why don't you tell us about one of your worst breakups? Okay. Let me just set the scene. So... I'm with my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. right? Now ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. right? Anyways, so I have this whole entire time that I'm with him. I just know in the back of my head that he is cheating on me. I love that feeling. Right? Just women's intuition. Best. Women's intuition. Well, get on the iPad. Find the messages. The fucking iPad. Dude, the fucking iPad that I've been trying to get into for months men or women if you know that you are shady ass hoes and you're gonna be cheating i'm also talking to myself because i fucking done it 70 times <laughs> just don't get an ipad don't do it don't link your messages up to your ipad don't like you're dumb you are dumb you really are dumb but there was a password on this ipad mm-hmm. because i've been trying to get into it mm-hmm. for some reason this one day god was just like you know what I'm going to let you in. So opened up the iPad, saw the messages that I need to see. (laughs) Ooh. How long did it take you to go through the messages? Oh, I was probably down there for three minutes. And saw it? I saw – yes. It was so quick. I was just like, okay. I saw the messages too. Read enough. Enough that I had to – You saw the evidence. He's getting subpoenaed. That's it. Boy (laughs) – Bye. You're fucking gown. <laughs> okay. So, so I pack up my shit and I go upstairs and I'm like, babe, can you come downstairs really quick? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm watching this show. I'm like, get downstairs right now. And he's like, why? What's going on? What's going on? And I pack my bag up. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Fuck you. I saw the messages on your iPad. Oh and he's God. like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? No. 
I'm getting the fuck out of here. He follows me to my car. My car is parked on a very busy street. Okay. And I'm screaming bloody murder. He is chasing me and I am booking it to my car. Okay. And so I go to the driver's side and I unlock my car with just one button because I know that's only going to unlock like the driver's side. So I hop into the driver's side. He's trying to unlock the passenger (gasps) door. And I'm just like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not getting in here. So he gets in front of the hood. Stop. He is holding onto my car. And I'm literally about to run this man over. Like, this is in front of hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. And he is... I'm sorry if people are like, why, Sophia, why the fuck are you reiterating? I'm just, I think you told me a story I didn't realize. Your ex is a big guy. He's a big guy. He is like the Hulk. He is. If I could explain that. He's like, ripped. He's big. Yes. He's holding on to the hood of your car? Yes. He is standing in front of my car as if he can hold it down, which he probably lift it up yes like those moms when their kids are like stuck under a car and they get superpowers exactly so i'm like inching forward and i roll whoa 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 whoa. ali you can't you just casually say so i turn the car on i'm inching forward i'm driving hey that's just what happened okay I also want to just let you know, I'm looking to the left and there's a hookah bar to the left of me and people are outside. I think they're filming me <laughs> while this whole thing I'm is going sure down. they are. If you have the video, please let me know. Pacific Beach. Thank you. Anyways. World star. Yeah, serious. <laughs> so I roll down my window while he's at the hood of my car and I'm screaming profanities to him. And I'm saying, I think this was probably my favorite part what I said to him. Okay. Because I remembered that I was going to be getting my boobs done in a (laughs) week. Right? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a little present for us, you Mm -hmm. know, in a week. But no, this guy is never going to see these fucking tits. Right. So I rolled down my window and I was like, fuck you. You will never see these fucking tits. And everyone in San Diego will. I can imagine, like, the people in the restaurants are like, show up. Show me your tits. (laughs) Okay. That's wild. I'm still a little bit hung up on the fact that you were actually inching your car. Yes. And I saw fear in his eyes. And I did. I fucking bet. Yeah. I gave zero fucks. I was fully prepared to run this man over. That's how you get over a breakup. That is how you get over a breakup. You run them over with your car. Exactly. (laughs) You do something gnarly enough that there's just no going back to the relationship. No. Okay. I want to talk about sex. Sex, 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 sex. But before we do, I (laughs) just really want to quickly tell them about an experience you and I had that changed our lives forever. I think people will really appreciate hearing it. Interestingly enough, it involves a goldfish. Oh my god, that poor goldfish. The fucking fish. Wow. How does the story start, Ali? Well, I'm moving to San Diego. Mm-hmm. You clearly don't have a job anymore. Nope. So I ask you, I'm like, Will you come with me on this road trip? On this road trip to move me to San Diego. Mm-hmm. So it's me, you, and my pet goldfish mm-hmm. that I've had since sophomore year of high school. 
Which is fucking insane. Right. And my dad essentially took over the care of this goldfish. <laughs> because yes. I The parenting. Exactly. I couldn't do it. I don't think anyone was thinking you took care of it. No. Motherhood was just not for me at no. that point. Mm-hmm. No. So it's me, you, the goldfish, and the cup holder. Right. On our way to San Diego. <laughs> cup holder. Yes. <laughs> Guys, the goldfish was in a cup. In a cup. In it wasn't the just cup. floating around no. the holder. No, it was in the cup holder. It was a large glass. Yes. It was like a sleek fishbowl. Exactly. It was on vacation. He was on vacation. He was having a good time. And we were moving all of your shit in the car. Right. And Vegas just happens to be on the way Mm -hmm. to San Diego. So we decided to make a little pit stop. Old habits die hard. (sighs) We we were ready to grow up, but we could not pass that up. Yeah. Vegas. Yep. The three amigos going to Vegas. Exactly. And at this point, I'm 21 years old. You're 20. Oh, my God. I just remembered you had, like, five fake IDs. Wait, I completely forgot that I was 20. Yeah. And I completely forgot that somehow I managed to get my hands on five fake IDs. I'm pretty sure – there's a photo of it. I had it on my Instagram and took it down – but I really think I could, like, find it somewhere. We need to find it. Regardless, I went prepared. Oh. Let's just put it that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember. Because one of the nights we went out, we went to Marquee, you got denied with one of those fake IDs. Right. Remember that? Yes. We went back to our hotel room. You grabbed another fake ID. Uh-huh. We went back to Marquee and got it. Wait, we went back to the exact same club? Yes. And they an let hour us- later, I went back to the same club? Yes. and they I let thought us- we went to a different one. No, they let us into the same one with just a different fake oh. ID. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it wasn't like I was wearing a different outfit and no, a wig. No, Like, it was just a Wh- different ID and it worked. Oh, <laughs> Uh, that bouncer should be fired then. Dude. That is so fucking funny. Um, I remember we (laughs) were let in. I remember feeling like royalty. Oh my gosh. Actual royalty. We were glowing. (laughs) I was so excited. Okay, but the problem is it was general admission. Here's the thing. They're like, there's the dance floor. You can just plop your body right there. We just said we felt like royalty at the club. We were not invited to a table. I can tell you that much. No tables involved. No bottles were being popped. (laughs) I can definitely assure you that. We are so – we are such fucking losers. I know. Okay. So we're in the club. We're dancing. (laughs) That video footage would be horrifying. Oh. And all of a sudden, Allie drags me down (laughs) to the floor. You and I both collapse to the ground. And we quickly pop back up. It was super embarrassing, but that's just what happened. I wanted to die. I didn't realize why. Until a few minutes later, I'm dancing. My ankle is throbbing. I looked down, bloody, uh, bloody massacre. Yeah. 
Allie, while she was dancing, somehow put her stiletto heel through my ankle. I have a scar from it to this day. Uh, (laughs) That's how bad it was. Anyways, I'm bleeding profusely and we decide that we need to get a Band-Aid. We have to get a Band-Aid. You're (laughs) bleeding everywhere. We don't decide we need to like go home and take care of it. We decide we need to party on but with a Band-Aid. So we walk up to a promoter. As you do. Mm -hmm. We ask him for a Band-Aid. He says, ladies, I don't have a Band-Aid, but I have a fucking table, and it's by the DJ booth, and that's where you can go. A DJ booth table full of surgeons. Oh, yeah, full of (laughs) plastic surgeons. And they can help you over there. (laughs) We're like, we're like, done. Perfect. We're like, I could just get this wound taken care of on the spot. Amazing. Wow. So we get to the table. We meet this plastic surgeon. I show him my ankle. He tells me it's really bad. And he says we need to go up to his room. <laughs> yeah. Very good plan. We fucking went up to his room. <laughs> yeah. Did we go up there? You were crawling on the way into the elevator because you couldn't even walk. Like, going into the elevator, crawling. My ankle hurt so bad I could not wear heels to the fucking elevator. I had to crawl. We get up to the room. He uh, assesses the situation, which is my ankle, and he says, I know exactly what to do. He puts a little piece of toilet paper on it. (laughs) Which we could have definitely done just in the bathroom in the club. He doesn't do shit. No. Is what we're trying to say. Like, I need to see your doctor's degree. Like, (laughs) show me the certificate now. Like, liar, liar. (laughs) Oh my God, that's a good ploy on his end. I could have done this. I'm a surgeon. (laughs) Um,. Whatever he did, he had a lot of money. No, I know he's a surgeon because we are friends with him now. But um, whatever the fuck he does, doesn't matter. We're in his penthouse. And then he proceeds to offer us $1,000. But we have to do something. Right. We either have to do a line of cocaine or he's going to go down on us. Or... We have to lay down while he eats us out. And why the fuck did we not do either one of those? (laughs) I don't know. Like now thinking back at it, I'm like, okay, hello, I'll do this for free. I get to have a fun high and an orgasm and get paid for it. What? Wow. But. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing either one of those. But Mm -hmm. you know what I will do? Mm -hmm. I will do your hair Mm -hmm. and you can pay me $1,000. I remember this clear as day. Right. We turned down his offer. We made an offer of our own. Mm -hmm. It was a business deal. He agrees to it for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know either. (laughs) Because (laughs) this – what I did to him – is unforgivable. Walk them through it quickly. You okay. grab scissors. No, they were shears. They were shears. And you also grabbed um a tub of gel that hair I found. gel. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this poor man. When I was done with him, looked like a motherfucking peacock. A, p- a peacock 
off of a fucking farm. <laughs> His hair was so fucked up. <laughs> it was so bad. And now that I'm thinking about it, that poor man had to walk back out into Dude. the lands of Vegas to the club. Dude, I was literally like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> like, like, snip, snip, snip. Okay, you're done. You are done. I... Give me the money. We out. <laughs> Guys, we take the money. We fucking flee the room. And... <laughs> That was a wild night. It really was. Uh, the thing is, this story is pretty much over, but the most important part has not been told. We it wake, hasn't. Do you want to take over or should I? I mean, I can definitely take over. Go for it, baby. Okay. So. Edward. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we are leaving the next day and we are so hungover as fuck. Mm -hmm. And we are in the garage ready to go, ready to leave. Yeah. I look at Sophia and I'm like, dude, we forgot the fish. <laughs> the fish is still upstairs in the hotel room. We packed up every single thing except the fucking goldfish. So what do I do? This is when it's uh, kind of funny because it could have been very simple. I could have hopped out of the car, ran up there, grabbed the fish. Allie fucking – Speedy Gonzalez Tokyo drifts out of the parking garage and she's like, fuck that fucking fish. We're getting on the road. I need to go. I called the hotel and I was like, hi, we were in room 1203. I need you to call the maid and I just need this fish to have a good life. Please take care of it. <laughs> That's what you did. <laughs> yes. Allie literally calls room service and says, I was in this room. I left a goldfish. Could you please promise to take care of it and give it a new home? I mean, it would be better than my what I would do for it. That's true. Dude, do you remember when I called my dad? He was so fucking pissed. Your dad was really sad. He was so sad about that. Beyond. Sorry, dad. If for some reason you're listening to this... R.I.P. R.I.P. I mean, you know the maids within two seconds flushed it down the toilet. Oh, yeah. No oh. doubt. I didn't have you time. You ran over a boyfriend with a car and then you just leave a fish. I'm sorry. It is well, what it is. I'm kind of worried to be sleeping with you tonight. <laughs> Allie, can we talk about sex, please? Please. Please. I'm begging you. You've been begging me this whole entire time. I know. I'm signaling to you. Sex. <laughs> Sex, 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 sex. With her eyes. You can't hear her. Morse code. My eyes. <laughs> Two blinks. Okay, people are like, shut up. Okay. Sex. I just want to clarify something. This show is fairly new. Mm -hmm. And the last couple of episodes, I have talked about sex. And what I've talked about are the foursomes and threesomes that I have engaged in. I have yet to talk about one-on-one -on -one sex. Only crowded sex. <laughs> Too crowded. <laughs> you can tell one of us has probably never engaged in a threesome or foursome. You're ratting me out. <laughs> I just want people to know that I have had one-on-one -on -one sex. One person and me. It has happened before. I... Would honestly argue that I prefer that. What? OMG. I also made those experiences 
sound like it was all butterflies and rainbows and perfect and so much fun and the best thing ever and everyone should try it. I think people should try it if they want to. Those experiences were great. I'm not going to sit here and say it's always like that. Right. I have absolutely had kinky sex that did not end up well. 100%. From what I've heard. Yes. Yes. (laughs) From what I've told you. Yes. I have gotten jealous before. I'm not immune to that. I've gotten insecure. I felt a little bit slooty after, which slooty is not a bad thing, but you guys understand what I'm saying. I've had a whole bunch of emotions after doing this. I've also gotten fucking pissed at boyfriends after a threesome (laughs) or a foursome, believe it or not. And I can talk about that more in detail another time. The thing is, though, is people just assume that it is always one dude and a bunch of chicks, right? right? Yes. That is not the case at all. That's what I think of. Exactly. Usually. You are one of those ignorant people oh, that just you. don't know. No, but I would if I were to have one. You would, ra- you would rather what? do like two guys and then me. Oh, you'd rather have two guys than you. Yeah, because I'm selfish. I actually completely agree with that. Like all of the attention would be on you. Yeah. And the annoying thing is, is people always think that it's just the girl that has a problem with polyamory sex right right that is not the case dudes also run into problems with kinky ass sex like this all the time have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter wider looking eyes their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit lumify redness reliever eye drops Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. All right, girlfriend. Hey. Questions. Ooh, I love this part. It's my favorite part. It's mine too. I have one directed at you. Oh, okay. What is it like dating in San Diego? Okay, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, Sophia. <laughs> You're like, don't fucking move here. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, San Diego is essentially a melting pot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that are here aren't from San Diego. Right. Right. Like, like me. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's really hard to date here. Okay. The guys here do not want to grow up. They have 
Peter Pan syndrome. Peter Pan syndrome. Mm-hmm. You were the first person that ever told me about that. Really? Yes. I had never heard that before, but I get it. No, it's an epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> San Diego is – I mean, Ali, I've visited you so many times – It is bars galore, the beach, all the people are beautiful, it's an oasis, it's always 70 degrees, like they all like to tell me, and you know what, that type of weather makes men horny and they can't be boyfriends. Exactly. And that's the answer. (laughs) Yeah, so San Diego has beautiful women everywhere. Beautiful. So it's so easy for a guy to go and just find the next girl. Uh Uh-huh. So – I guess I'll be single forever. (laughs) The next girl has not been you so far. (laughs) Still waiting. So bottom line, uh, dating in San Diego, maybe not the best move. But I will also say I think any major city – I don't know if you would call San Diego a major city, but you guys understand what I'm saying. They're all kind of the same Mm -hmm. in that way. Right. Go to Montana. Actually – Come here. Come to Utah. Find yourself a Mormon boy right off of his mission and you will be married within two seconds. He'll be wifed up. Wifed up. Boom. Done. This girl wrote in and she said, you should do an episode about your beauty slash grooming slash self-care routines. Would love to know. I would love to do a full episode, but I think I could sum it up in about five minutes. I started to get horrible hormonal acne. It was really, really bad. I started taking spironolactone. Changed my life. I also use retinol. And when I say I use retinol, when I remember to take it, which is maybe every few weeks, to be completely honest. But when I was using it, the way you're supposed to, it really does change your skin. I want to say more, but I have to be completely honest. I'm not, I'm not a high maintenance bitch at all. Well, I think I can take this one over. Okay, go for it. Because Just because I, I went to esthetician school. Yes. The retinol that you were on, I peeped at it. It's trinoin. It's good shit. It's good stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's prescription strength. Yeah. But it's essentially regenerating the cells in your skin. Right. And I think retinol is kind of the thing to use. That's like the number one skin product for people to use. Well, let me actually tell you. I know. What are you going to say? Sunscreen. I know. (laughs) So that. I don't wear sunscreen. It shows. I know. (laughs) I fucking know. Old bitch. (laughs) Everyone use SPF, please. Yeah. Sunscreen, retinol, wash your face at night. I don't even do that. I don't know what to tell you guys. My skin is not that great, to be honest. No, I'm giving you a hard time. It's great. You're flawless. You're glowing. I mean, it's like average skin. Wow, that was such a great answer. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people fucking love that. (laughs) I'm going to think about it more. I'm going to think about what products I use, and I will let you know. Actually, actually (laughs) – Allie just showed me something that has forever changed my life. What the fuck is it called? I don't even know what the brand is, but it's a blow dryer with a 
brush on the it, end. It, so it's like a round brush blow dryer. Right. And our hair is really curly. Yes. So it changes my life. It changed my life. I have to admit, I am one of those girls that I don't really know how to do my makeup, how to do my hair. I'm really bad at those things. This shit changed my life. I'm going to be using it from now on every single day. I'm glad I could help. I put my life behind that. Mm -hmm. Sponsor me if you're (laughs) listening because I will go to the depths of hell promoting this shit. Please give me some of that money when you do. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on. A boy wrote in and he asked, what is a good way to pass a drug test on the fly? On the fly. On the flizzity fly. Hmm. The only thing I can think – wait. So we got drug tested in high school randomly. (laughs) Sophia would keep a little vial of fake pee in her bra so she could pass these drug tests. (laughs) I wasn't planning on you bringing that up, but I did. A, that was fucking weird that we would get drug tested in high school – it was interesting that all the people that partied were always the ones. Us. Random drug testing. <laughs> yeah. Allie yeah. and Sophia come to the principal's office. <laughs> right. Yes, I had fake pee. I can't even remember where I got it. And I would keep it in my bra with hand warmers to keep it at the right temperature. Because the pee has to be at like 70 something. There you go. That's the only There thing you fucking go. There, You know what? I actually have heard one other thing, and I don't know if this is true, and I would love for people to DM me and let me know. This guy was telling me the other day he would dip his finger in bleach and then pee onto the finger, drenched in bleach, into the toilet, into Uh, the toilet, (laughs) into the little cup, and he could pass it that way. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's just bringing bleach with him? <laughs> yes. But girls couldn't do that. I mean, because our stream is a little, little different. It's a little. The men can like control the wiener hole. I honestly want to know about this. Can someone try it? Please try <laughs> it. Try it and let Take us know. some drugs and then please try it. <laughs> well, the, for all the parents, your kids should not be listening. Okay. So, guys, that's all we have for today. And, um, Allie, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I love you. Thank you for having me. I love you. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey. Guys, Allie Asmar, Allie spelled A-L-I, Asmar, A-Z-E-M-A-R. Follow her on Instagram. You don't have Twitter. You don't have Snapchat. Mm-mm. You don't have TikTok. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just Instagram and follow me, Sophia Franklin. And that's it, you guys. Please rate me five stars. And if you're leaving me a one-star rating before I even debuted a fucking episode, you can actually suck a dick. But I will forgive you if you change your mind and give it turn it to five. This deserves a five. This one deserves a five, 100%. Yes. All right, guys. I love you so much. I will see you next week.